Welcome to the Corporate Coven Podcast, a show where we will co-create the future of work in the age of Aquarius, using contemplative career practices and holistic human resources. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch From Work. What's up, witches? I wanted to get on and I wanted to talk today about goal setting because we are coming up on the new year and this is a really popular time for folks to set new year's resolutions. We set goals for the rest of the Gregorian calendar year and I saw on TikTok, I don't remember the account, but I saw a video on TikTok while I was scrolling and it was another astrologer saying do not set goals on New Year's Eve. This is not a good time to do it because, and I think that their justification was that Mercury was retrograde and will be retrograde and that Mars is also retrograde. And so they were like, do not set goals this year. Like, this is not a good time to do it. And I was like, hmm, I disagree. And I feel like I want to talk about it now. So this podcast episode is going to be about the astrology of New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and really that transition point and a little bit about goal setting and maybe some clarity on how to set goals that will stick. So first, let's talk about the astrology of New Year's Eve. I talked a bit about this in the Corporate Coven staff meeting for the week of December 25th through December 31st, because I always go through the astrology forecast for the week ahead in those staff meetings. But I want to pull out the astrology of this transition point and just give it a little bit more emphasis because, yes, there are some retrogrades happening And I actually think it's a very auspicious time. I think it's actually a very excellent time to come in and to do some work around goals or resolutions or uh, manifestation or something like that that you'd like to see come to fruition. I think it's actually a very fertile day and a a really cool transition point um, that will give a lot of opportunities if you work with it. Oh, I almost just said correctly. It's not that, but it's like, be mindful of what you're getting into. Like set the expectation and be very clear on exactly what it is that you're working with because you don't want to, you know, come in and um, work against the astrology or find yourself in conflict with what just naturally wants to flow with the astro weather. So we're going to go very in depth on the astrology. We're going to get very clear on what it looks like to work consciously with the astrology and go from there. So if you are using astrology software and you want to look at what I'm looking at, then I pulled the chart for January 1st, 2023, Sunday at 0 a.m. in Mountain Standard Time because that is the time zone that I am in. And so we find this with the chart. It has a rising sign of three degrees. The rising sign is exactly conjunct series in Libra. The sun will be at 10 degrees Capricorn in the fourth whole sign house. Mercury will be retrograde 23 degrees Capricorn. Venus and Pluto are forming a conjunction at 27 degrees Capricorn. Then Saturn will be at 22 degrees Aquarius in the fifth house. In Pisces, we see Vesta at 14 degrees, Neptune 22 degrees, Juno at 24 Moving into Aries, Jupiter will be at the first degree of Aries, Chiron 11 degrees Aries, 
Then the moon will be at seven degrees Taurus in the sign of her exaltation. The north node is at 11 degrees Taurus. Uranus is retrograde 15 degrees Taurus. Mars will be at nine degrees Gemini, which is in a retrograde motion. And then we have a midheaven at three degrees Cancer. And that's what the chart looks like. And it's kind of like a, it's a bucket chart because we find that the majority of placements and planets are hanging out if you have the chart set to a Libra rising. Um, so Libra is going to be in like the first place of the wheel, then everything's kind of dominating the right side of the chart. There's like this very clear line from the sun at 10 degrees Capricorn at the bottom of the chart and then the midheaven at the three degrees Cancer at the top of the chart and everything is dominating this right side and it's really anchored by Ceres conjunct the ascendant um, in Libra. Now, you know, I've called out this before in my astrology acumen. I am not an expert on the planetary goddesses. So Ceres, Vesta, Juno, Pallas Athena. I don't work with them in charts. I am learning about them and I'm continuing to grow my understanding of how to work with them in a chart, but I'm not at the point where I include them in readings. But I did want to call out with the you know, with the understanding that I do have and the education that I have received around the goddesses, then Ceres is like Demeter in the mythology. Ceres is an, a dwarf planet that we look to when we want to know about you as a mother in the chart or mothering in the chart. Now, your mom is often represented in the moon and therefore the way that we mother ourselves because this is what we learned from our caregiver while we were growing up. Ceres is different. Ceres is you as the mother. Ceres is representative of how we mother, um, the way that we take care of things. And whether you have children or you are responsible for little people or little creatures is irrelevant. Think of it as the way that you nurture or the way that you care for something, especially if you want to see it grow. With the mythology and Demeter, she is the goddess of the harvest. And if you want your crops to be successful and fruitful and you want to be able to feed a lot of people, then it really requires the ability to cultivate an environment where things can grow easily um, and you know perform at their best, if you will. And so having the... Having like the new year, if you follow this like calendar, start with the Ascendant Conjunct series in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And I'll talk about that. But this is really a placement where we're really kicking off the new year with this energy of nurturing, this energy of taking care of something. And so sorry about that. I'm not sure if the Amber alert that I just got on my phone will play through on the episode. Um interesting that we're talking about series though and mothering and being able to take care of things and that that comes through but the ability to cultivate an environment where things can grow is going to be a big theme right conjunct the ascendant so a big part of this experience in the new year is going to be about cultivating that which is a priority to you and that you feel responsible for and i think that that's just an important call out because when you think about, again, I'm just going back to like the TikTok that I saw that was like, don't, you know, this is not a good time to set goals. Well, if you're approaching it in a very masculine or rigid or 
Um, because of course, like masculine is not necessarily gendered, but we think about the qualities of that, which we find in masculine environments, um, sharp edges, linear thinking. Uh, this is like waterfall style project management. First I do this and then I do this. And if you approach goal setting in that way around this time, I'm not convinced that you'll find a lot of success. Actually, I think that this is actually a time to lean into the quote unquote feminine qualities, which is that which is not linear, that which is soft, that which is perhaps more introspective. And you think about um, maybe emotion over task. It's the idea of input over output. And this is why I love to work with people in goal setting. And this is how I set my own goals is I start first with the idea of what do I want to feel? What do I want this experience to be like? Um, if you go into, for example, I think I'm like a lot of other people where I have goals around fitness and health, um, you know, everyone's thinking about like whatever the social construct is at the time, like whatever these, this ideal is for a body, then I want to achieve this body in this year. And I'm thinking about instead of thinking, oh, I want to lose this much weight or, oh, I want to be able to bench press this much, or I want to be able to run this far. Instead, thinking about things of, I want to feel strong. I want to feel um, like I have a lot of vitality. I want to feel confident in my body's ability to do certain tasks or, um, or something like that. Starting with the emotion first. I want to feel a sense of accomplishment. I want to feel, um, you know, attractive. I want to feel fill in the blank with whatever is making sense for you. Um, and this is really supported with series conjunct the ascendant. Now, this placement is forming an opposition to Jupiter in the chart. Uh, again, I talked about this in the forecast, so I won't belabor this point, but because Jupiter has transitioned back into the sign of Aries and is retracing steps that it had been in previously in May of 2022, uh, this opposition, while typically a very difficult aspect because it's two opposing forces and it's this like visual of like budding heads, especially with Aries energy, but Jupiter is a benefic. And so if you think about this opposition, it's almost like uh, this eagerness to push forward and this eagerness to do the task and to do the thing. But of course, because Jupiter has already been through this ground, has already been through this degree, it's not like you're going in foolhardy. You've already been in this area. You've already been doing these things. And so again, if you have a goal and it's actually an echo or a remnant of something that you were trying to accomplish in 2022, but you didn't find success or you found that you were inconsistent or like so many of us, this is such a common experience is that we maybe were really, really good with it for a moment and then it teetered out, things got disruptive, uh, something came up and then it was really hard for that habit to stick and we weren't able to get back into it. We kind of moved back into Jupiter and Pisces, which is a lot more intuitive, a lot more go with the flow, especially with Neptune in that conversation. It became very difficult to maintain that focus, um, maintain that emphasis on you know what was important to you. So you're going into this now with retracing that step. And so think about like, what were some priorities that you had around May that maybe you weren't able to stick with and it fell off and you weren't able to do that. And if you're setting goals around that in this new year, you get the benefit of uh Jupiter's already done this. You've already done this. And there's still a lot of desire and there's a lot of momentum now because Jupiter's moving forward again in a fast, fiery sign and a very independent sign at that. So this opposition, 
to the ascendant conjunct series is just making me think about the idea that um, you know, you may want to go hard and heavy, but Ceres, who is prioritizing the idea of a nurturing environment, is really wanting you to think about like, well, does this make sense? And it's Libra as well. So it's almost like, is this logical? It makes me think about as a mother how often I'm saying to my own kids, like, be careful before they do something. Or it's like they, they want to go out and do this. And you start asking them, like, well, do you have your socks on? Do you have your shoes on? Is your rain jacket on? Like, are you ready to go outside? And and you're kind of asking them these questions and you're rationalizing with them. Like, are you prepared to take this action? Do you actually have what you need to do this safely, to do this fairly, um, to do this in a way that will, you know, prevent injury or something like that? So even though there is opposition there, I actually still feel like it's a supportive and a productive opposition. It may not feel that way to the person experiencing it, right? Because Jupiter just wants to go hard and wants to go into it quickly. But the benefit is that if there is a slowness, if there is like a, hey, like consider this, take your time, something along those lines, it's really because it wants you to be safe and it wants it to be sustainable. It makes me think about um, implementing the Kaizen philosophy into goal setting. And there's a book now that is in my office at work. And so I'm not um, by it where I can see it, but it's the one small step can change your life. And it really applies the Kaizen philosophy and self-improvement in a way that you need to start small. It's one small step, right? The idea that if you're wanting to do a fitness goal again, because it's such a common experience, then some of us want to, you know, Monday morning, go full gym mode, beast mode. We're drinking protein drinks. We spend an hour and a half at the gym. We sign up for the personal trainer. We buy all of the fitness equipment that we think that we'll need at home as well. And it's like this big act. And that feels very Jupiter. Like it's big. It's over the top. It's all encompassing. Um, and series might come in and say like, okay, well actually maybe just like walk in place during a TV commercial, just like stand up. And anytime there's a commercial, just like, just walk in place or do some jumping jacks because it's not incredibly disruptive to the routine that you've already established. And it's that small sustainable, except that's going to help you create habits. Like first it's just getting your body used to the fact that I'm doing this. It's getting your brain um, committed to the idea that I'm being physical right now. And when you are able to take small rational, pragmatic, logical steps, then you might find that you're more successful in the long run. And that's what Libra is concerned about is how do we sustain this for a long period of time? Like we can go farther together. Whereas that opposition from Jupiter of like, I just want to do it though. I just want to go fast. I just want to do it again. If I can share my personal experience with this, um, for me, Jupiter in Aries was instrumental in how I timed launching my podcast. And I released a ton of episodes really early on. I was reading like, you know, oh, like what to do when you're starting a podcast. And that was a recommendation of having a lot of content for people to listen to right when you start really advertising it or trying to attract people to it. And so I released a lot of episodes and you could say like I did the Jupiter and Aries thing. I went really hard and really heavy and I went really quick on it. I was releasing multiple ones every week and any chance that I got, I was spending time recording, which was a lot of time away from my family actually and prioritizing my business. And I did get burnt out and it wasn't super sustainable. And I did accomplish getting the staff meeting episodes out every single week, but a lot of the other more creative things teetered off and I kept postponing it. 
And so now these are going to be a big like lineup that I have in 2023, which is great because that's actually one of my goals is to really spend more time on the podcast and releasing a lot more of the creative things that I have out there and really approaching it with maybe more of like, like just today, for example, I spent some time writing down uh, goals for my podcast, but it wasn't like I will release this many episodes this many months and I will have da 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 da. It was actually a lot more of like, this is how I want to feel when I'm recording. And this is what I hope my listeners feel when they're listening to me. And this is how I envision, like if I could create the perfect environment, this is what it would look like. And this is, you know, here's textures and colors and, you know, smells that I would have around me. And it was much more of that Venusian approach of like, what is this experience and what is the aesthetics and and how do I do this in a way that feels good and isn't just like the hard output of me constantly talking? Because of course, for I say, of course, not everyone knows my chart. I'm an Aquarius rising, which means that I have Aries in my third, hence the podcasting and Libra in my ninth. So balancing what I'm putting out with still leaving me time to do my own education and my own research um, but really balancing out that Mars versus Venus polarity in the chart. Something else that I actually really like about the chart for New Year's um, for goal setting is the exalted moon in Taurus. And I talked about this again in the staff meeting, but this just feels really exciting because this is really fertile. This is a really fertile environment. Uh, the moon is one that we look to for gardening and for um, growth. And we think about the cyclical nature and the phasal nature of the moon. And, um, you know, there's really interesting theory and supporting experiences or case studies that talks about when you initiate a goal at a certain lunar phase and you'll be able to see a stronger impact. In fact, um, Kira Sutherland is a medical astrologer that I had the fortune of listening to at the ESAR conference in Denver in 2022. And she was talking about her research in helping individuals achieve their fitness goals using their lunar phase return cycle. And so it's, it's really compelling and there's a lot of value. But when we think about Taurus as well, and we think about that like grounded practicality of Taurus, then there's this this nature to work and to drive and to really see things come to fruition. And so seeing the moon in this point of exaltation in the chart and especially understanding the idea of goal setting is really to bring about tangible results for our efforts. This just feels really nice. Like this is this is a nice lunation for that. The moon is also in a first quarter moon phase, which is all about action. It's feeling very driven and ambitious. The moon is feeling very self-motivated and she has like a tenacity, especially in the sign of Taurus. There's this real strength. Um, and you know, some people could perceive this as like stubbornness, but it's like really like, no, I am focused and I want to accomplish these goals and I want to get these things done. Knowing that the moon is forming a conjunction, not exactly, but you know, is within a few degrees of the North node. You know, this is something that we're working towards. This is something really meaningful. This is something that's going to, uh, you know, lift us up. And if, you know, if we can let go of all of the garbage in the South Node, if we can let go of like the Scorpio things, if we can really like move into that Taurian experience, which again is a Venus experience, it's how do I feel? What is pleasurable to me is a word that I would use for Taurus is pleasure. And if you can 
prioritize that as you are setting goals. And I think that you'll actually find like a really positive outcome. And again, I would avoid being too specific. I would avoid doing, you know, the smart. Okay. So I would avoid doing a smart goal at this point in time, at this point in time, this is not the time to try to set a really strict regimen around whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, but really think about like, what would be the best outcome of this? And in solution brief focus therapy, we asked the magic wand question. But one of the ways that I was taught when I was using this with clients is that you ask them, you know, if you could wave a magic wand and all of your problems would be solved, how would you know? What would you notice? And it goes into those like, what can you see? What can you hear? What can you touch? What can you taste? What can you, it's those five senses that helps you notice that a change has been made. And that's what this feels like. It's about tuning into your senses. Um, you know, if, if go, going back to like the weight loss one, just cause again, I think it's accessible and I think it's one that we all experience in some ways, like wanting to change our body to fit whatever ideal is in our mind. Um, then this is like a, a really easy one to use as an example. But the idea is not like I want to get my waist down to insert number of inches or whatever. It's like, you know, I want my clothes to feel good. I want to um, feel confident wearing different styles. I want to, you know, feel sexy naked. I want to do all these different things, but really tuning into that Torian and that Venusian experience with it. Uh, and it's something that we're reaching towards, right? The North Node feels more like karmic. It doesn't feel... uh I don't want to use the word shallow, but it does feel more meaningful. Um, I want to avoid shallow just because Taurus is more like shallow earth, whereas Scorpio is maybe more of like the depth of it. And so I don't want to confuse people there, but it's just more about like, what are we experiencing in the here and now? And what would bring us, you know, happiness in a way that we can experience it through the five senses. So additionally, um, the moon is forming a trine and the north node is forming a trine to the sun in capricorn which is already very industrious and ambitious and is really eager to put structure to our experience and to try to try to think about like how can we make this sustained how can this last for the long run you know i don't want this to burn out i don't want this to be a failed resolution you know there's this energy for i want this to make sense i want this to be a good decision for me which i think is really exciting the support to the person who is saying don't set goals around new years this isn't a good time to do it yeah fair like mercury is retrograde but retrogrades are not a time to not do anything it's actually a time to rethink and realign and so again you're probably not sitting down on new year's eve and thinking for the very first time just this moment what do i want to do what do i want to accomplish in 2023 you've probably been thinking about it it's probably actually been on your mind um for a lot of december because New Year's has been coming up. And so we've been thinking about these things. You know, when we ask for gifts, we think about what gift do I want, but also what does a version of myself want? Um, what can I contribute to my life that will help me become this version that I see myself becoming? And so since it's been on your mind, I think that the Mercury retrograde, again, is not a time to full on commit to a strict routine. Rather, it's a time to think about what has been on your mind. What goals have you been considering and what hasn't been making sense about it? You know, like uh, maybe something came into your awareness, but it seemed inaccessible because you didn't have a pillar of support or you didn't have a budget 
or you didn't have an accountability partner or something like that. Like you, you were lacking something. And so now you, Mercury retrograde is actually offering a time to go back and reconsider something. Is that actually what is important to you? Right. Is this actually your value? Will this actually bring value into your life? Are you going into it with, um, intention in a way that like is acceptable to you? Right. And I think that this is something that's important to call out because there is so much cardinal energy is that cardinal energy has this emphasis on what is correct. What is the appropriate thing? What is the normal thing? What should I be doing? What do other people expect from me? And because Mercury is going to be retrograde through Capricorn, through a cardinal sign, then I think it really is going into um, maybe identifying like, does this feel okay? Does this feel like what I should be doing? And it's your task to identify if other people are not okay with it. How do I feel about that? Do I need buy-in from other people? What does support need to look like for me? And so I wouldn't use Mercury retrograde as a way to avoid setting goals around the new year. I would just consider that this is not the time to commit to whatever it is that you're doing, but to really try to analyze and rethink, um, is this making sense for me and what I'm trying to accomplish? Is this valuable to me? I think is actually going to be one of the more important questions that we ask ourselves on this time because Venus is the ruler of the new year, like the ruler of the chart, because we see the ascendant sign in Libra, a Venus ruled sign and the moon, um, which again is a big player right now because of the lunar phase that we see her in at the beginning of the year. And because of the aspect to the North node, as well as the sun, then we definitely want to know where Venus is in the chart because she's playing a really important part. So Venus at the 27th degree conjunct Pluto. And I have been talking about Pluto in my episodes. I've been talking about the challenge that Pluto can bring, the difficulty, but it really is about the refinement and the transformation. So what does it look like and how does it feel for Venus to be hanging out with Pluto and having this conversation? And this is again why I actually see this chart and I think I'm actually here for it. I'm actually really excited when I see the chart and I think about the configurations. If you, if you go in with the right attitude or if you go in with a clear understanding and expectation of what this chart has to offer you when you're setting goals at this time, because this is not necessarily the chart of more of this. It's not necessarily the chart of bringing in a lot more of something into your life. This is actually a really great chart for setting goals where you're trying to initiate action, but it's actually about maybe letting go of something. Like if I want to feel really good in my body, maybe it's about letting go of the expectations of society. If I want to feel really confident um, in my physical ability, then maybe I need to identify you know, activities that are a better fit for my style or my preferences or my ability in some way. And so it's, it's not about like, um, setting a lot of goals of like, I'm, I'm going to invite this and I'm going to invite this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's actually more about like, I'm going to bring about some of this abundance by actually letting go of something that is preventing me or holding me back from doing these things. And it could be a lot about belief systems. It could be a lot about support circles that you find yourself in. Um, it could be about, you know, the mentality of saying yes to everything and really embracing the power of saying no to something. And that's really where Pluto comes into the conversation. And so 
Pluto is very like it's powerful and it's very authoritative and um, it kind of comes in and it can be very demanding. And so it's about like at the 27th degree, you know, coming up on the end of this cycle, it's really about a letting go point. It's really about like maybe this, um, this demand to release. It might feel dramatic. Um, I'm actually just thinking about like the idea of like kissing someone on New Year's. So like Venus conjunct Pluto is like a really dramatic, deep, like passionate kiss. But maybe there's like an anger. It's like the the um, enemies to lovers trope. And it all starts with like a kiss that they share out of obligation on New Year's Eve or something. If there's any like authors out there, like use that for a plot for this New Year's Eve. Um, but it, it it really is about this intensity in wanting to um like what does venus want to do venus wants to feel like cared for venus wants to feel affectionate venus wants to express like love and all these things which it doesn't do very easily in capricorn because you need to be worthy of it or um you know it, it wants a fair transaction for the affection that it gives and i don't know that pluto is necessarily being fair here but it's definitely bringing in some of like the drama and the dramatics but it is about a letting go for the transformation to happen it's like if you want increased confidence then what do you need to let go of? It's not a few pounds. It's actually insecurity, right? And I think that's like what Pluto is kind of coming in and, and saying to Venus of like, you know, maybe you think you need all of these things, but you don't. You actually need to let go of the stuff which is holding you back. It's not about, I'm thinking about the the language around like cultural appropriation and yoga even it's not about getting lululemon to wear to yoga it's about just like showing up and finding a teacher that you connect with and pluto kind of coming in with venus is a supportive aspect to really clarify what are your values sorry with all of the analogies and metaphor the moon's in pisces right now and i can't help myself but i'm also getting the visual of that scene on the notebook where ryan gosling's character is um speak to Rachel McAdams character. And he's like, you know, what do you want? What do you want? And she's like, you know, it's not that simple. And he's like, what do you want? And I feel like Pluto is Ryan Gosling in that situation of like, what do you want? What do you actually want? And I love actually this scene in the movie for this because Venus or Rachel McAdams character, she really does know deep down in her heart what she wants, but she's not ready to let go of the expectation of her family, to let go of the expectation of her community, to let go of the expectation of a version of herself that she had in place, to really think deep down, what does my soul desire? What does my soul actually crave in this moment? And I love this for like, this just came to me, but I love this for a few reasons because again, in the chart for the exact moment that we transitioned into 2023 with a Libra rising, we see Capricorn in the fourth. And so it really is about um, those expectations that we inherit from our ancestors, from our parents and our grandparents, the things that maybe we don't even believe in ourselves, but they are really long held values and traditions because of the environment and the cultures that we are a part of. And uh, also the idea of the moon being conjunct the North node of like, what do we really want? What do we really desire when you get rid of the uh, surface level expectations of the people around you and maybe what seems trending at the time? Because that's actually more like a Libra and Venus is what's trending. Um, 
a Taurus experience is more about like what feels good to me. Again, what brings me pleasure. Um, and this is just like what's coming up. It's just like, what do you want? What do you really, really want? And being able to answer Ryan Gosling's character with like, what does your soul actually desire? And maybe it is about letting go some of that expectation and some of that boundary around it. I want to address the Mars retrograde because that was another thing that the video was like, avoid setting intentions around this time because of the Mars retrograde. Again, it's not about setting aside a different time to set intentions. It's just about understanding that the action that you take initially towards these goals will be more like a Mars retrograde. It might feel a little bit clunky. It may not be you know, I think about like a Mars Gemini and I think about like almost like acrobatic and like quick fists and flying feet and um, this really like uh, acrobatic type of uh, display of action. And it's, you know, it's fun and it's entertaining and, you know, agile. But with the retrograde, it's clunky. And so this is where, you know, if it's a fitness goal, maybe this really starts just by like doing steps around your house. You know, it's it's not the dream. It's not anything that you might, you know, write home about, but it is taking steps. Right. And again, retrogrades are not a time to just sit on your hands and do absolutely nothing. Retrogrades can actually be very productive when you have clear expectations. There will be challenges. There will be difficulties. There will be a slowness or an awkwardness to what you're doing. But don't let that deter you. Don't let that stop you. Just also don't expect excellence at your first go. Um, this is again, like avoid writing down like smart goals, avoid really clear strategy, not because you're doomed to fail, but you are destined to revise it. You are destined to offer it a revision. And so that's something that I would offer to anyone setting goals at this time, actually, is that don't plan on being perfect. Um, plan on being like, productive plan on moving forward and i don't mean productive isn't like you need a strong output even if you're prioritizing rest uh, it could be hard at first it could be clunky at first and that's because change takes time right if you really want a change to stick and to um you know really be effective then it's about that like slow and steady it's that kaizen philosophy um and it's really about giving yourself grace it's really about offering yourself room to fail offering room to be flexible on the interpretation of how you get about doing this because there's going to be things that come up that are unexpected you're going to get sick. You're going to get busy. You're going to get distracted. You're going to lose the journal that you had written everything down in. Um, you know, who knows what will be coming up for you. But if you can always hold on to the guiding light of how do I want to feel in this moment? Um, you know, how will I know that this was successful? How will I know that change happened? It's not just in how you look or how much money is in your bank account or something like that. It's also how you feel about what you have access to. And so if you are looking at setting goals for the new year, then my recommendation is this. How do you want to feel? What environment do you need to nurture those feelings and experiences? And what do you need to let go of? in order to invite more in.
Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. If you want to help contribute to the content of future episodes, please connect with me on social media. My handle is that which from work. You can also connect with me by joining the Corporate Coven for free on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com.